Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. We just love fishes here. That's just our thing, right? The aquarium hobby and the industry are surprisingly vast, diverse institutions. And being a global hobby and industry, there are many, many players involved in this thing. Have you ever stopped just for a moment and just contemplated how just how many fishes are bred and collected each year worldwide, which end up in the ornamental tropical fish trade? Have you ever thought about that? And when we talk about breeding of tropical fishes, we're not just discussing the big commercial hatchery level, mind you. We need to take into consideration, you know, basement breeders, advanced hobbyists, and even the casual dabbler in the hobby. Cichlids, guppies, catfish, tetras, betas, and thousands of species in between. It has to be a pretty staggering number, doesn't it? Where the mind really blows is when you think about just how many fishes are being produced and collected versus how many people are in the tropical fish hobby or simply keep tropical fish worldwide. I read somewhere that in, I think it was 2012, a study concluded that one in 10 British citizens keeps tropical fish. Wow, and that's just in Great Britain. Consider continental Europe, North America, and the Asian marketplace. I mean, if it's even one in every 20 or 30 for that matter, that's still a shitload of people, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot of fish, like tons and tons of fish. Although I can't help but think to myself, where do they all go? I mean, How often do we purchase fishes for our aquariums? I mean, weekly, monthly, more frequently? How many fishes does the average hobbyist purchase at one time? No one really has stats on this stuff. Or if you find numbers, they're not too helpful, really. Now, I'm not trying to write a white paper here with detailed quantitative research data. I'm just sort of pondering, but wow. Like most of my blogs, this is a combination of opinion Uh, One of my friends calls Fellman Fluff, which I think is kind of funny. Opinion, observation, and good old-fashioned fish geek assumptions. However, if we just think about the possible numbers here, it is quite staggering. And that's the point of this piece, to just sort of ponder the concept a bit. We hear so much about pressure on natural habitats of fishes and wild populations. I think managed collecting is a good thing. Captive breeding is better, but then again just how many fishes are in circulation at any one given time. And again, this is just the fishes. I don't even mention corals or other inverts. I could tell you from my own experience co-owning a major uh, you know, retail coral propagation firm and inverter that we produced many thousands of frags a year in our 6,000 foot, 15,000 US gallon facility in Los Angeles. That's just frags of corals, mind you. We sold maricultured colonies too. Our focus was on sustainability, but we could barely keep up with demand at times. And we were just one mid-sized company doing this in a field of many in the United States alone. Just how large is the appetite for this stuff? It's gotta be pretty huge, right? I mean, I don't know, as a member of the vibrant tropical fish community on all these social media platforms, I'm often struck by the sheer quantity 
<clears throat> excuse me, and frequency of, you know, for sale, for trade listings on, say, you know, Facebook groups, specialty clubs and forums. It just seems like every day some hobbyist somewhere is selling at least a few variety of fishes or going, you know, giving them away, trading them, whatever. Now, some of these are already in circulation, i.e. fishes that the hobbyist bought or acquired from the local fish store, the breeder, whatever, and maybe couldn't keep healthy, had no space for, or just got tired of. Yet there are a lot of listings for cichlids and catfish, for example, that were spawned by the hobbyist who's listing them. And some of these are geographic morphs, captive bread strains, variations, unidentified wild subspecies, etc., etc. That's even more fishes in circulation, right? And interestingly, I've talked to many vendors who sell tropical fishes over the years, and they'll literally cite clubs and basement readers as challenges to their business models. I find that fascinating and actually kind of cool, but it's kind of hilarious at the same time. But man, that's a lot of channels for a lot of fishes to be distributed with, right? How do we absorb all these fishes? How many tanks are out there? Well, again, if my decades of haunting fish clubs and shows is any indication, quite a few, <clears throat> I know dozens of fish geeks that maintain at least five to six aquariums and quite a few who have 30 to 60 tank fish rooms. But still, then again, as fish geeks, we love acquiring new fish, right? Think about your own habits at those club auctions and raffles. No matter how crowded your fish tanks are, you manage to find room for just a few more of those cool Tetras, Rasbora, or whatever. Besides, they're only, you know, $3 for like 10 of them. You can't pass up a deal like that, right? No, it seems that we can't. As fish geeks, we're almost genetically programmed to accumulate fish. Even when we declare that we're done with acquiring new ones, I've seen this phenomenon play out hundreds of times at club meetings and hobby conventions worldwide for decades. And sometimes I think about this. When we can't find space for our new fishes and we don't sell or give away any, what do we do with our old fishes? Well, I'm not suggesting anything sinister might be afoot, but I'm merely pondering how we absorb so many fishes. How does this all go down? Do we just find a space or... Do we flush them down? Well, I don't want to think about that. Nah, I can't believe that. No way. Uh-uh. Well, maybe. Nah, no chance. Right? <laughs> yeah, one can't help but, help but wonder where the hell all the fishes go. I mean, I'm as active a hobbyist as anyone, but I personally haven't purchased or acquired any new fishes in at least a couple of months. I may be a bit anal retentive in my selection process. You recall we've discussed that before, but there must be a few thousand other fish geeks like me worldwide, right? So maybe it's just a couple million of you guys hogging all the fishes. I, I don't know. It is a big planet filled with possibilities, right? I guess we purchase a lot of new aquariums each year too, and filters, pumps, heaters, additives, plants, wood, food, even botanicals for that matter. Okay, I'm good with that, totally. Yet, on days like today, I sometimes sit back with my beer or cocktail or whatever and uh, do the amateur math in my own head, and I just kind of wonder, where do all those extra fishes go? Who has them? Well, no real answers today. Your guess is as good as mine, yet it is interesting to contemplate, isn't it? I think so. Well, until next time, that's your quick little hit for the day. Stay resourceful. Stay curious. Stay enthusiastic. Stay excited. Stay, stay resourceful because I'm kind of wondering where these fishes go. Let's do some research on this. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.